everyone, welcome to Fireside with Affinity Podcast. I am your host, Sheila Teresa, and this week we are going to talk about temporary graduate visa and the most common mistakes when applying. If you're looking at the immigration website, you can search subtype 485 for this visa. So this visa is specifically for students who have finished their studies in Australia and looking for options to stay. If you're on your final year of studies or you just recently graduated, then you have come to the right place. So let's get started. Hey Bifeng, how are you? What have been happening lately in your life? Um, well, I received some good news this week. Uh, there was a lady who had applied for her own student visa and immigration were going to refuse the student visa. So what we were able to do is we looked at um, how she structured the application and we basically helped her to uh, restructure her what we call a statement of purpose. Uh, we helped her to reinforce that with more evidence and yeah she just uh, messaged me I think on Friday evening saying that her visa had been granted so so that was pretty cool. Wow where's she from? I believe she was a UK citizen. Wow okay so is she able to come here to Australia and study? The good thing is she's already onshore so she can just continue with her studies now. I see that's great um yeah, well, in Australia, I guess at the moment, another thing that's happening is that, you know, the restriction has eased. Yay! <laughs> so that's another good thing that has happened lately in here, in Australia. Yeah, that's right. I think starting, what, after midnight tonight, um, a lot of the res new restrictions will go into place where you can have maybe 50 people at a, at a venue now and a whole range of other changes. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I'm so glad for that. Cool. So I guess today we're going to talk about um, temporary graduate visa and from my understanding there are two types of graduate visa, one called graduate work stream and the other one called post-study work stream. What is the difference between the two? Yeah, so this visa is probably one of those that people look at and go it's, it's really easy to do. Uh, it's really easy to understand. And so the graduate um, stream and the post-study work stream, the biggest or some of the, the, the differences is that the graduate stream is one and a half years. Mm. Post-study work stream is two years minimum. Um, one of the other things is that with the graduate stream, you need to do a skills assessment. Your occupation needs to be on the uh, skilled occupation list. Mm. Whereas with the post-study work stream, all you need to do is have studied a bachelor minimum for at least two years and then you qualify for it. It doesn't matter what bachelor you studied as long as you studied a bachelor minimum. Mm. So for the graduate work stream, it's the one that uh, it's only for 18 months? Yeah, 18 months, one and a half years. Yeah, yeah. and right. the post-study one is the one that is more than two years. Yeah, minimum two years generally. Mm -hmm. And actually, what is the purpose of the visa? The purpose of this visa really was to give people an opportunity after they had finished their studies to stay here and find a way to apply for permanent residency. Mm. Because most people uh, on student visas have probably three months after the completion of their studies 
to apply for permanent residency. That, that is nowhere near enough time. I think you would be lucky to get your skills assessment done mm. within that three months. Yeah. So the post-study, uh, so the, sorry, the graduate visa is a, a very good visa to go on to uh, so that you can stay here. Take this, It takes the stress away from you uh, and you can sort of plan what your future is going to mm. look like. So why are there two different streams? Can anyone apply for those? There's two different streams because the, the not everyone will study a bachelor degree. All right. Right. So some people will mm. study, you know, a certificate, a diploma. So they don't qualify for the post-study, but they may qualify for the graduate work stream. Yeah. This is interesting because I remember back in my days, there was only one type of temporary graduate visa, uh, which is the graduate one. And I studied bachelor. And that only allows me to stay in Australia for 18 months. So now it's good that they have extended it, that people can stay up to four years. That's really amazing. That, that's right. And, you know, if you're someone who's doing a PhD, then that is very good news. Mm. Because all of a sudden, uh, you've got four years to stay in this country and, uh, you know, work your way towards permanent residency. Yeah, or if not, you might just want to gain some experience before you go back to your home country. That's as correct. Well. That is yeah. correct. Uh, and so what are some of the main requirements to apply for this visa? So you must have studied for at least two years in Australia. Mm. Um, you must apply for this visa within six months of completing your course. Now, that's one of the things that uh, often people miscalculate. I had a client earlier this year who came to me and he had miscalculated that six-month period and he was over by a couple of days. And unfortunately, you know, when, when he lodged it himself, uh, the visa was refused. And by the, t- by the time he came to us, um, you know, there were very little that we could do to help him in that. Mm. You must have a police check. You must also um, do health assessments yeah. generally. Uh, they also require to have health insurance. And you must have also done an English language test. Yeah. And from my understanding, the police check is the one here in Australia as well as the one back home. Is that right? It's generally the one in Australia that's the most important one. Mm. Now, this, this sounds so easy, you know, to do a police check. But when you go and do an Australian federal police check, there are different codes that you have to apply for. Mm-hmm. And different codes mean that they are for different purposes. The generally for the for Australian visas, you want to select code thirty three, mm-hmm. because it's for Commonwealth purposes, for visa purposes, and that's what that allows uh, the police check to do is to run uh, a comprehensive search on whether you have done, uh, you know, whether you have had any uh, criminal record, uh, and under all the known names. Mm-hmm. Recently, we had someone who unfortunately gave the wrong police check. And that resulted in a straight refusal. The immigration officer didn't even bother um, coming back to them and said, can you do another one? Mm. Uh, Unfortunately, that's because they had to supply or or proven that they have applied for one at the time they applied for the visa. Yeah. That's interesting because I must be very lucky then. Because back then, all I know is I go to AFP website and I apply for one and not knowing there are different types. So it's good to know that this is something to look out for. Yeah. Yeah. So the other question is that if I hold one type of this visa, say a, a graduate, uh, sorry, a post-study visa, 
and then uh, that visa finishes can i reapply to the other type you cannot so uh if you're if you're referring to can you jump across streams and apply for each stream once mm. unfortunately you cannot um if you are the what we call the main applicant for the visa then you can only apply for this visa once in your lifetime as the main applicant however there is nothing stopping you uh, from applying as many times as you want as a secondary applicant of course where possible now imagine this for example i applied as a main applicant after i finished my studies and one and a half years later i still haven't gotten permanent residency but during that one and a half years i've met a fantastic lady um we're in a um you know we got married and she's also studying in in australia uh, and she had just finished her her studies also and she's applying for the 485 graduate visa now as her husband, I can add myself onto her application, and that's okay. But I can't be the main applicant again. Yeah, okay, I see. But you both have to apply together. Yes. Hmm. Okay. And so do all international students need to apply for this visa before they can apply for permanent residency? I, I wouldn't say you. it's mandatory. Um, it is an option, and it's, it's a good option. For you to use if you want to remain onshore uh, and to find a way to permanent residency however um, not everyone that may not be everyone's choice some people might say well look uh, i i will choose not to use this visa because i'm finding it hard to find a job in australia so what i'll do instead is i'll go home um i'll you know uh, i've got a guaranteed job back home, I'll work for a couple of years, then I'll apply for permanent residency offshore. Mm. And that's okay. Yeah, okay. And um, the other thing is, so going back to what you said before, uh, one of the requirements that we need to have is skill assessment. Can you talk a little bit about what this all skill assessment is all about? And, you know, is it a separate process? Is it through immigration? Or what, how, how do we apply for one? Mm. So skills assessment is a process whereby you get your qualifications or your work experience recognized. For the graduate visa, it's generally about your qualifications. Now, depending on what occupation you fall under, you'll have different skills assessors. Mm. For example, as a chef, I'm assessed by VetAssess normally. As an engineer, I'm assessed by Engineers Australia. And with the uh, temporary graduate visa, you have most skills assessors these days have a specific and easier skills assessment for people who are applying for this visa. So you don't go for a full skills assessment. You'll do that later. Yeah. Okay, so you basically go to the website. Um, does immigration website tell you if you say you graduate from Bachelor of Commerce, which skill assessment you need to go to? Immigration, sh the website should tell you, although I'm... I'm uh, to be honest, I haven't looked at the immigration website mm. for a while specific to this visa because as migration practitioners, we don't rely on the immigration website for our information. Mm. Um, we rely on the legislation mm. uh, and the law, and, and that's often more accurate. Yeah, okay. And so the other thing is, because uh, how long does it skill assessment take to be approved? 
again with different skills assessors it's different time frames mm. so for example you might find that if you go and do one through uh, uh, CPA which um, does all the skills assessments for the accountants mm. they will probably take two weeks yeah but if you go to some of the other ones they mm. could take up to three months. Yeah. So it really does vary. So actually, that's a really good point you've raised. You do need to have a look at who your skills assessor is and you do need to start planning. Yeah. So basically, you need to really think about it even before you graduate because that would take some time, isn't it? That's something that we encourage for all final year students. You know, um, if you're in, in your last year of study, go speak to someone. Hmm. If need be, pay someone uh, who, who has been referred to you, who has a good reputation, um, just so that you, you can map out your next two to three years. Mm. Uh, I, I think it's, it's worth the investment. You're investing in your own future, really. Yeah. And I think the worst thing that can happen is that you want to stay, you know, another two to three years in Australia and planning to apply for a temporary graduate visa. But you find out that, oops, you know, by the time you graduate and then you celebrate your graduation, have a holiday here and there, yeah. little did you know, you run out of time to apply for the skill assessment and the um, temporary graduate visa. Mm. The, the good thing about, you know, the skills assessment is you don't necessarily need to have it completed already. You just need to show evidence that you have lodged a skills assessment. Mm. The, the other thing about, you know, coming back to what I said before, um, if you're a final year student, it's worth, you know, it's even worth paying someone to, to help map out your, your next two to three years for you. This year alone, I've come across so many applicants who, um, you know, who have studied two, three years to qualify for a graduate visa. Then they've made a simple mistake on their visa, which means their last two to three years, you know, the the effort they've put in to try and qualify for this visa has now gone to waste, mm. right? So when, when you think about it that way, um, it really is an investment in your own future and it really is in your best interest to get this right because a graduate visa means you can stay onshore for the next one and a half to two years to, to get permanent residency. You don't have to go back home, Yeah, you know? And so what are the, some, you know, common mistakes that you just mentioned, you know, like how can they waste their two years? Well, the police check is, is a big one. Mm. Not calculating your six months properly is a big one. I had one person who, who said to me that um, in, in January we were talking and he said, uh, and I said, look, before you go overseas, let's lodge the, uh, the visa, visa application for you. So that you don't miss out, uh, and and at that point he said to me, he said, no, it's okay. I'll go overseas, have a holiday, and I'll come back to Australia. Mm. Unfortunately, COVID came. Mm. He can't come back to Australia, mm. and you need to be in Australia to apply for this visa. Mm. So you know he's been studying in Australia for at least three years, uh, and this was his opportunity to be able to apply for a graduate visa. Yeah, that's such a shame. And um, so moving on, and what is it? Uh, sorry, if my skill occupation is not on the list, which I believe that for, to apply for this visa, you need to have your skill on the list that is on the website. For example, you know, if I apply to become, sorry, if I study to become an, a beautician, mm. can I select something similar in the list? 
It depends. Um, if if your qualifications and your work experience allow you to, uh, I guess, be assessed positively as something that's closely related, then yes, you mm. can. But if your occupation is not on the list altogether, it just means that you can't apply through the graduate work stream. But if you studied a bachelor, you could still apply through the post-study work stream. Yeah. yeah. So it's important to remember that the skilled occupation list only relates to the graduate work stream, not the post-study work stream. Right. Okay. That's good to know. So my next question is, what happens if my skill assessment is rejected? Can I reapply? And bear in mind that we have also at this stage lodged the temporary graduate visa. Mm. So yeah, so, so that's a very interesting question. It's, it's one that I haven't really had to think about um, until you, know, you pose the question to me in, in the podcast. The answer would be no. This, the, reason is, uh, the, the reason is quite, uh, it's based on the legislation. So in the legislation, when we read it, it says, at the time the application is made, it must be accompanied by evidence that a skills assessment has been lodged. Mm. which means when you make the application, you need to show evidence of that skills assessment being lodged, mm. right? Mm. Now, if that fails and you lodge a new one, that new evidence is not going to match the one you lodged at the time of assessment. Mm. So the officer has no option but to refuse your application. Right. Yeah. Can I quickly reapply another one? If I say, you know, um, apply another one to supersede the, the previous one. Well... See, so if you're still within the six-month period yeah. and you're still holding um, a, stu- uh, a visa, right? Yeah. Other than a bridging visa, it doesn't work if you're holding a bridging visa. But if you're still holding a, a visa, then realistically, yes, you can withdraw that one quickly and lodge another mm. 485 visa application. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Thank you. Um, I guess I have all my questions answered. Do you have anything to add to like some of the tips uh, for people who want to apply for this visa? I think that the key thing is not to underestimate this visa. Mm-hmm. It, it, sounds, it sounds very simple. And when you read the immigration website, I think the way that they um, present the information makes it sound very simple. Yeah. I would say, you know, do your research. I really look into it because this affects the next one and a half to two years of your life. Mm. Um, it also means that whatever effort you've put in in the years before that potentially have gone to waste if you don't qualify for it. Mm. So, you know, treat this as seriously as you would any other visa application mm. because a refusal can be detrimental. Yeah, and especially this is actually a good pathway if you are thinking to become a permanent resident. It's, it's a fantastic visa to allow you to stay here and just to be able to work for an Australian employer, you know. Uh, a lot of uh, our, our clients, they, they said, you know, the difference that this visa makes is that when employers see that I've got unrestricted work rights for the next, you know, one and a half to two years, suddenly they're willing to employ me, mm. Mm. you know. And being employed by a business who, you know, if they really like you and even if you don't get... Um, invited to apply for a skilled visa afterwards, Mm. that potentially opens up the door for them to sponsor you first. Mm. Whilst you continue to stay in Australia, continue to work, continue to plan your pathway towards permanent residency. So I think it just opens up so many different doors. Yeah. Yeah. 
Cool. Thank you. Thanks for coming to this podcast again. Thanks for having me, and、um, looking forward to what topic you've got in store next week. I hope you have enjoyed this episode. Again, if you are in your last year of study or have recently graduated, don't wait too long before you find out about your options. I remember when I was in my last year of studies, I started researching and asking around about what options I have. Trust me, this takes a while. Not to mention about the different documents that you need to prepare before lodging the application. Lastly, I also want to thank you for those who have been listening to this podcast. Thank you for your support and thank you for listening. It really means a lot to me. You are the reason that I'm still producing the content week in and week out. I love to hear from you. Whether it is questions, feedback, or input, feel free to email us at info@affinitymigration.com.au. At Till next week. Have a nice day.